and more. Wicket's World on Laser 103.3. Powered by SC Automotive, your best option for remote starters online at scautomotive.com. I love the NFL. I love football. I think there are a million people you know, around here that love it as well. Um, and we know it's a violent game. And last night we saw something I don't think very many people have ever seen. And that is the chance for someone to lose their life playing football. If you missed it, it is the biggest story in the country right now. Uh, wide receiver for the Bengals. Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins caught a pass, went over the middle, and was tackled by... Bill's safety, Buffalo Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin. T. Higgins, you know, gets up, goes back to the huddle. Hamlin gets up and in, within a second collapses backwards. And you can see the reaction from all of the players who are now pointing and, and, and waving medical attention. And they got there very, very quick. And we've seen hits like this before all the time. Usually somebody doesn't get up and then collapse again unless it's a blow to the head, and that's a concussion. This was a blow to the chest of the defender. So the helmet of the receiver hit the chest or the heart area of the defender, and he is down. And all of a sudden, everything changes. They go to break like they normally do for any injury. And they come back, and Joe Buck on the broadcast on ESPN, and everyone in that stadium is dead silent. And the Bills players are surrounding their brother. And they're they're we don't know what's going on because they can't get a camera in there because all of a sudden there's now like a human wall around DeMar Hamlin. And the players are looking like I've never seen football players look before. They all have been around guys who have blown out ACLs or had concussions or had a leg break or had this break or whatever. But when you see Stefan Diggs from the Bills crying. Or Josh Allen with his hands covering his his mouth and nose like this in, in just in absolute pain. And then there's an ambulance. And we're trying to find out because as fans, we want to know what's going on. And then Joe Buck uses the term CPR, which means that man cannot breathe and may be dead on the football field. Like it's it's never I've never seen anything like this. Um Reggie Brown from the Lions in the 90s had to have a tracheotomy done on the field. We've seen a guy like Reggie Lewis from the Boston Celtics dot, you know, collapse on the court. But in football, it's a vi- you've never seen really anybody get hit, pop up, and then collapse again. He went into cardiac arrest. We have an official statement today that he went into cardiac arrest last night, last night. His heart stopped. He had no pulse. They're doing CPR for nine minutes. That stadium in Cincinnati was completely silent. The players were in pain. Um, He was, you you don't see an ambulance get onto a field very often. And they backed the field, or backed the ambulance onto the field last night and took him to the University of Cincinnati Hospital. Ironically, if you watched, and we talked about Tua Tugavailoa, who was the quarterback for the Dolphins back in week three or week four, when he had his head slammed off the turf and his, his fingers went 10 different directions. Same hospital, same field, same stadium. The broadcast of this did an absolutely phenomenal job. And I put this up on social media if you want to read it. um, Because you saw why Joe Buck was a Hall of Famer. You saw why Susie Kolber and Adam Schefter and Lisa Salters and Booger McFarlane and, and all the people 
on the broadcast did an amazing job because they are flying by the seat of their pants. It is a it's a situation you don't prepare for. Some idiot is going to say this is part of the game. No, this was not part of the game. This is not part of the National Football League. And what we saw was a man whose heart stopped on the field. And then when that coverage ended, and, and I've got more to say about that, but then it was Scott Van Pelt and Ryan Clark on SportsCenter after the Monday night broadcast got done. Still, we didn't know a lot about what was going on. And Ryan Clark, who played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who has been injured, who has seen some serious injuries, I, I, I think he did an amazing job trying to put this in perspective from what a player is thinking watching this game. It was the first time that football, a game that so many, and I said it earlier, so many cliches are used about what you're willing to give this game. You know, we say, we hear guys always say, I'll die for this, or, you know, I'll give my life for this. We may have watched a player actually do that tonight. He is in uh, the University of Cincinnati Hospital now. Uh, Last night, the last thing we saw was they put a tube in him. They put him to sleep almost like a self-induced coma, or an induced coma, excuse me. Um, And his vitals were good. That's the word we got last night. They did not hold a press conference at the hospital last night. Uh, I'm sure there will be an update from doctors and smart people at the hospital later today. Um, You know, there's incredible video and pictures of, of like, Stephon Diggs from the Bills who went to the hospital, took an Uber from the stadium to the hospital, and, you know, while we're all watching this, we in the back of your mind, people are like, what's, what's happening? What's going on? The Somebody, we don't know who, somebody got word to the teams after the ambulance left the field. You have five minutes to get your composure, and we're going to keep playing. Social media exploded. Nobody could be ready in five minutes, much less five hours, to play a football game last night. And the players said, nope. And the two coaches met and said, nope, let's get him to the locker room. And then about 15, 20 minutes passed, and the next video you saw was of Sean McDermott, the head coach of the Bills, and Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Bengals, passing a cell phone between them. And there's another woman standing there. She gets the phone next. It was Roger Goodell. is the commissioner of the NFL. And they decided to suspend the game, which was the right thing to do, because these guys are warriors. These guys are gladiators. But they're also humans, and they may have watched somebody that they, you know, the Bills players, one of 53, one of of however many guys were in training camp, their brother, possibly die on the field. And I I have no idea how anybody could ever expect them to come back and play. And we don't know where the five-minute rule came from. Troy Vincent, who works for the league and played in the NFL for a long time, said, we don't know where that five minutes came from. Nobody's going to confirm, I'm the guy that said, you have to play in five minutes. And so the game has been permanently suspended, or I'm sorry, has been suspended. We don't know when it's going to be played. From a football perspective, and I realize there are going to be people who are going to say football doesn't matter, and you're right. That game last night had a lot of, you know, the repercussions of it, had it been played, factor into the playoffs for the NFL, which begin. Roger Goodell is going to give a statement later today once the league figures out what they're going to do. Is it going to be a 7-3 loss? Is it a forfeit? Is it a no contest? Is it a tie? Is it a 0-0 tie? Are they going to wipe the game from the record? We don't know from a football perspective. And nobody, everybody wants to say now's not the time. Well, the NFL has to A, figure out what to do about the game itself, what to do about DeMar Hamlin, 
And at the same time, somebody has to make the decisions or, or hold the meetings to have the decisions made about the football in the future for this week, next week, and then the postseason. So I've never been a part of anything like this specifically. We were celebrating football last night. It was a great matchup, Cincinnati and Buffalo. And then it became a nightmare. And I was on the air in 2006, and I had interviewed Bo Schembechler, who was a legendary coach for Michigan. His last interview was with me at 9, because he died at 9.30 that morning. And what was supposed to be a celebration of Michigan and Ohio State, one versus two, I was working at a radio station in Ann Arbor at the time. It became a day of mourning. And last night, you know, thankfully right now, we know DeMar Hamlin is alive, or we believe that DeMar Hamlin is alive. It absolutely changed. And so we, we don't know about the football. We don't know about him. We don't know about anything right now, but it was scary. And you want to know why people are awesome, Heather? If you don't know DeMar Hamlin, why you probably don't. Pittsburgh guy, played at Pitt, sixth-round pick. He's just He started 13 games this year for the Bills. He started a toy drive this year. And his goal was to raise $2,500. bucks $2, in toys. The GoFundMe, as I last hit refresh, is over $3.3 million. You should see the Google Earth photo of this tiny little, almost looks ransacked, but tiny little open office with some windows and there's like a ladder. Like they're get together. And now $3.3 million have been donated from people from $5,000 to 10 bucks. And it's just, it's an amazing outpouring after a horrific incident. I cannot credit the broadcast team enough for, for handling the situation the way that they did. The NFL will figure the football out. We'll get to all of that. But last night was incredible in a bad way. Mm. Incredible in a horrible, horrible way. And if you do thoughts, you do prayers, you send good vibes, whatever it is, send them to DeMar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills today because I, we've, we've not seen a lot like that, and hopefully we don't see it again. Wicket's World. Powered by SNC Automotive, your best option for remote starters online at scautomotive.com. Heather. Hi, Heather. How are you doing? Wicket. Maybe I should go for mayor of West Des Moines. Wicket 2024. Mornings on Laser 103.3.